0: Change That's the way of the world Folks might Travel together for a spell But then See their paths diverge Ain't good Or bad Just is it's just life But sometimes We get to wondering What's become of those Friends of ours Where have their paths led this is one of those stories. This is multi class theater. Trevor Quest.
1: It's been two days since you left the city of Roth. The ship moves effortlessly through the waves. Silway, so you find yourself standing near the prow. You find yourself here often of late, feeling the wind ripping through your hair, the spray against your skin. You look out at the horizon thinking about the future, and you feel for the first time uplifted, unburdened. There's something about being out on the open water that is freeing. You can go anywhere. You can do anything. For the first time in your life, you feel as if there's nothing holding you back. Behind you, your motley crew of companions are milling about the deck. Silway, since you have a new crew and new companions, why don't we do a roll call? Starting with our captain.
2: Captain Silway at the ready. Uh, she looks much more at home than she used to, by the way. She is definitely figuring out this whole sailing thing and discovering that she has a taste for it now that it's not a lesson from Soldal when she's uh, being taught about ships. So I'm, I'm very eager to see who her new crew is and companions.
1: Next, Mike, why don't you go? Tell us who you're playing and a little bit about your character. Hi, lol, I'm glitter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excuse me, I had something in my throat. Um, as I was saying, my name is Glitterfuzz. I am a fairy. I am a barbarian, you might call it. I prefer to think of it as competent.
2: How big is Glitterfuzz? Like
0: two feet tall.
2: Flying? Yep. His wings are,
0: they kind of like, think of like wasp weight, like uh, the wings on a wasp. But instead of being arranged, like, sticking out from the body, he's uh, he wears a, a, a simple tunic, and that's about it. His skin seems to change color as you look at him from different directions. And he always has a either comically large or comically small axe. It looks way too big for him, but also it looks not that large at all.
1: Okay. <laughs> and where did he come aboard?
0: Uh, you picked him up in Vankala. There's
1: a story there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there probably is. Okay, speaking of Vankala, uh, Rachel, who are you playing?
3: Hey, yeah, uh, now, uh, Bagrels and Schmear, uh, Dookie here. Uh, I'm, uh, very happy to, uh, be here on this ship today. Uh, everybody, uh, you'll pick me up from Vankala, along with this, uh, here two-foot ferry. Uh, So Dookie is wearing typical monk garb, you know, like a woolen tunic and a a leather belt. Um, But his tunic is cut at his knees. And if you ask him why, it's because he likes to feel the breeze on his knees. But this tunic is no ordinary monk tunic because of the journey he's about to go on on this ship. He has embroidered it with all kinds of... um, Uh, Sea like things. Got some pastel shells, some uh, starfish, some pearls, uh, and all types of coral that he's personally embroidered on his tunic. Uh, And he's very happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And
1: Adam, who are you playing?
4: Well, as you may have noticed, I am a tiefling, half man, half devil, all badass, raised by hell so that one day I could raise a little bit of hell myself. I'm Zebedine Kincaid. You will know my name, because I just told it to you. Take that last bit back. It was pretty good, I think, up until until that last line.
1: Zebedine Kincaid. Uh, <laughs>
4: okay,
1: so what does Zebedine look like?
4: He, he's got a, a vest and like um, a, a long coat and a uh, couple of crossbows strapped to his back, blades strapped kind of everywhere else. Skin that kind of grades, like from orange uh, to purple. This crazy gout of like blue hair on top of his head and um eyes that that are kind of like like embers
1: and where did zebadine come aboard the ship
4: could could she have picked him up in um tearfall
2: she
1: could have yeah
2: quite possibly yeah she would have been hiring crew and or passengers for okay. fare or whatever you want to say was happening there
4: we'll go we'll go with tearfall
1: zebadine and what class is Zebadan?
4: Rogue one, artificer four.
1: All right, getting the multiclass in there.
4: If I had more levels, I would also be a ranger. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> it's about time I, I played a multiclass character. I,
2: I feel so lonely being the only multiclasser. In multiclassing.
1: <laughs> so, and we have a special guest with us tonight. Aaron has been kind enough to join us. Aaron, welcome.
5: Hello. Thank you for having me. And welcome. And, Aaron, what and who will you be playing? I am Stigmund Grim. That is my name. And I am from Hroth. And <laughs> I speak like this because I am a nobleman from Hroth. <laughs> and I have a raven on my shoulder named Crest, who will <laughs> cock loudly, interrupting all of your conversations. And you will not expect when he will do so. And... Uh, <laughs> I am a warrior, a (laughs) nobleman, I came aboard, oh, I already said I came aboard from Froth, uh, I'm a little old, by the way, I am 37 years old, but I look like I am 50, and uh, that is because I have long grey hair and a grey beard, I can be a little scary, but I can also be a very warm-hearted person, so I'm excited to be here. I was hoping for a 30-second
2: explanation of how each of you all uh, decided to, jo- to board this ship.
5: Well, I can tell you that
1: Sigmund came aboard because Sheila asked you to take him. Sheila! He needed to get out of town for uh, some reason that uh, Aaron knows I do not. Sheila convinced you to take him. So This
2: is part of Silway's wheeling and dealing. She she needs business with Sheila. Yes. She's trying to make nice. Yes, yep.
1: so... Sheila traded a favor with Sigmund to get him out of town, and now Sheila owes a favor to Silway. As for the rest of you, I have no idea. I assume y'all have ideas, but oh yeah, <sighs> that can come up at, at some point. Mm-hmm. So as I said, you are on the boat. Uh, the weather is gorgeous. Large, fluffy clouds in the air. The wind is blowing fairly hard, so you're moving at a fairly good pace. You should arrive at your destination fairly soon, probably in the next hour or so. So when you were in Sanctuary, you had dinner with Gromach. And Gromach informed you that, it well, was, you know, that Trevor had been made a Knight of Gromach and has, been, has spent the better part of the last, however long it's been since you left Vankala and Sanctuary, as a knight-errant. Word came in from the twin cities of Tylo and Tian, which are on the northern coast, east of Greymore, west of the mountains. Word came in of a calamity, and somebody sent a messenger to Sanctuary seeking help. The messenger died shortly after arriving. They learned very little of the nature of the calamity, but it sounded dire. And Gromach dispatched one of his best, the aforementioned Trevor. So Trevor left um, maybe a week before your arrival towards these, the twin cities of Tylo and Tien. And that is where you are headed now.
2: I'm imagining that conversation where Gromach says, one of my best, Trevor.
1: Or Chuck Hammerfist. Uh, as Chuck. You know.
2: is, is, that a, is he going by that Lord, name?
1: Lord Hammerfist. Yeah, he's kind of becoming known <laughs> as the Hammerfist. So. <laughs>
4: I want Trevor to have a Warhammer shaped
1: like a fist. <laughs> I could see him doing it too because of yeah, Rotan's like <laughs> influence, but. Ah, uh,
2: so proud. Alright, everyone. We've got about an hour or two we make landfall. Are you all ready for this whatever it is we're doing? Adventure? Let's call it an adventure.
5: Yes, I am ready. Sigmund Grimm. That Good. is my
2: name. Good. You said you were a fighter, right? You can
5: fight. Yes, fighter. Good, good, good. I can fight. I can kill as many men as you need me to. And women. Not children. I like you already. Thank you. I will do do wonders for you. Please like me.
2: (laughs) 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 And you, with the tiny axe. You can fight with that thing? Do you poke out people's eyes? What do you do?
0: Uh, An axe, you see, is really more for chopping and slashing than it is for poking. I agreed to follow your orders, so.
2: Alright, that's, that's
0: what I'm here to do.
2: We got two fighters, or one and a half, I'm not sure. Let's go with two. And you. Dookie is your name?
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, full of fear, uh, Dookie here. <laughs> uh, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't uh, aware, I have to say, when I stepped onto the boat that uh, this would be a fighting mission. This is my uh, first vacation uh, ever. <laughs> As I've uh, devoted my life to uh, my goddess, I'm happy to have, uh, you know, done it. But uh, now I'm starting to, uh, you know, get a little nervous here. <laughs> I didn't know this was a fighting mission, you know. Well, they don't actually
2: know if it's a fighting mission. It's more just case Cities. Oh. These things have a way of becoming fighting missions.
3: Oh, okay. Well, uh. I uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that I was a a fighter. I'm more of a lover, you know. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, I'll put my uh, best step forward if I uh, if I have to fight for things that I think are right,
2: you know. All right. Well, I don't really need a lover, but I do need hmm. fighters.
3: Everybody needs a lover, you know. Everybody, <laughs> even if you say you don't, <laughs> I promise you, you do. I know. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I but. It, Okay, moving
2: on. Um...
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I knew I'd get her.
2: (laughs) And you definitely look like a fighter. Big orange and purple.
4: Yeah, that would be me. So you really don't know
2: anything else? All I know is that the man I'm searching for went to the Twin Cities, and some sort of calamity has happened.
1: You see landfall ahead, and what you see are sort of reddish-brown hills, um, several hundred feet high, and dotted on the hills are conifer trees. In the distance are these reddish-brown hills rising up from the water, and a lone pier sticking out from the hills. Curiously, at the end of the pier, at the base of the hills, you see a small, low building, painted with very bright colors. Extending upward along the hill from this building appear to be cables suspended from poles, and you see swinging from the cables next to the building appears to be a rickety gondola. At the base of this kind of setup, at the cables and everything, there appears to be a wheel connected to several gears, and attached to the wheel are or is a pair of donkeys.
2: Alright, this is not what I was expecting. Usually there's a you know, a harbor with a city built around it.
5: I think we should go and uh we should we should board the port and go and search for this. What do you say? I mean glorious leader. (laughs) I I follow you.
2: And we're supposed to get inside (laughs) that thing? And those donkeys there, they they pull it?
1: You're you're sailing closer and closer, and As the pier and the gondola and the small building get closer, they get larger and larger. And you see, sitting in front of the building, reclining in a chair, reading a book, is a man. He does not seem to notice you or pay you any mind or attention as you get closer.
2: All right, well, nothing to do but figure out how this rickety contraption works. And so I... Uh, directs Biggs and Wedge to uh, (laughs) slide into the port there. How much money are we fixing to make on this endeavor? Money? Who said anything about money? It is a very rickety gondola. I agree. I'm not sure I trust that thing. Gondola is
4: just a glorified chairlift.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well we're going to go talk to this guy up here and hopefully he has something better than a donkey pulling a Hard to get us up this mountain.
1: So, as the ship approaches the pier, so you notice behind you that Wedge and Biggs are fighting over who gets to actually bring this into port. Wedge finally elbows Biggs out of the way and takes the helm and steers it effortlessly into the dock, or against the dock. And Biggs, head hanging low, doing the Charlie Brown walk, ties off the ship.
2: Well done, whoever that was. <laughs> I can never tell you two apart.
4: <laughs> there used to be a third crew member named Porkins, but he got... He, he went overboard.
1: <laughs> Tragically died. Tragically got In shoved In a fireball. <laughs> and then, so wait, as you approach the gangplank, Biggs salutes you.
2: She stops and looks at him quizzically, like, what are you doing? And she does like, this like, half-weird salute that she's not sure how to do. Maybe she bonks him the head by accident. He He just...
1: Gives you a very intense salute.
2: All right, stay with the ship. Keep it, keep it ship shape. Good, good. And off we go to talk to the guy.
1: So you disembark and you make your way along the pier. The pier is very long. It it sticks out very far into the water. And you see that the man reclining on what seems to be a lounge chair, reading a book, is older. Probably in his sixties, maybe his seventies. He has long gray graying hair and a long beard he's bald on top though
2: so he walks up to him hello hello snuff
1: and he (laughs) kind of blinks and looks up from his book and glares up at you and you you kind of are silhouetted by the sun behind you hey man what are you doing you're blocking my light trying to read here man
2: i'm looking for the, the twin cities
1: Oh, Twin Cities, man. Yeah, no, dude, you're here. You're here, man. I was just reading this book about the ocean, man.
2: This is the Twin Cities?
1: No, no, well, yeah, this is You the... seem
2: to have a distinct lack of cities.
1: Well, no, this isn't... This is just the welcome center. Welcome! haha. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> as you can see, now the, the Twin Cities are up over yonder. You just climb in this... Or... or Gondola here, and man, just ride to the heavens. It's it's glorious.
5: And do you think that this gondola will hold us? It looks pretty pretty rickety. I mean, to oh, say the least. Oh man,
1: it's fine. I used it myself this morning. Came down here first thing, catch some waves, read my book. Y'all know the festival's canceled, though, right? Like
2: festival.
1: The festival of a a thousand lights the the journey of the twins y'all no I mean it's it's canceled so if you're here for that I'm sorry I mean hate to make you come all this way for nothing
2: well I don't know if you're aware we're not from around here you can tell by the five different accents that we all have
1: Aw man it's all good no judgment here I'm sorry, what was I saying?
2: So, this, this might sound strange. By any chance, has there been a, I don't know, a calamity uh, in the cities any time <laughs> recently? <laughs>
1: calamity? Oh, that's a big word. Um, yeah! There has been! I just, you know what, I forgot, and then I remembered. But, I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking about it.
2: It's a secret calamity?
1: Well, the mayor said don't tell anybody about what happened because we don't want to cause a panic. So, y'all gonna panic if I say something? What if you were to just tell me? You don't look like the panicking type.
4: No, I do not.
1: Okay, give me a, uh, give me a persuasion check. Why don't you tell me what happened? Thirteen. Well, come on, man, come on close. I don't want the others to hear. The city of Tin, is like gone, man. It's like falling into shadow. Like it's like the buildings became like translucent. And all of a sudden there's like darkness. It's creepy, man. It's trippy. It like freaked me out.
2: Perception check. (laughs) So he's watching a butterfly flip by. <laughs> that was a natural one. Is there any. any, uh.
4: talk of what might have caused this. this, uh. calamity?
1: Man, I don't know. I just work here. I run the gondola. I don't know anything about that. You gotta talk to the mayor. Yeah, she'll know. I just wanna. Man, I just want to ride the waves.
4: Well, that's great.
1: Man, you guys got some really trippy vibes going on here. You got me all sort of hickety-jickety weirded out. So, (laughs) if y'all want to ride the Godzilla, then pile in and I'll get Herbert and Berbert to take you up there. But, like, man, you guys... One more
2: question, please.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, what? Has anyone else arrived
2: in town recently... Either by ship or maybe as part of an entourage from Sanctuary, with a young gawky teenager in its head.
1: Man, no, I don't remember anything about that. I don't. I don't think I remember anybody coming
2: through here. Do you recall your own name or where you live?
1: Yeah, no, I, I remember that. But I got this. No, I got this. Look, come here. What? What? What do you? What? You ever hear of? You ever hear of Cat Shadow? Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was about to yeah. ask. <laughs> it's the best, man. This
2: explains so much.
1: It's so good.
2: Do you have extra?
1: Uh, Still so wait, give me a persuasion check. Uh, 14. I'll tell you what, um, i give you some for about, I don't know what you got. 10 gold pieces? I could spare a couple ounces.
2: Sounds good to me. We'll take whatever you got.
1: Okay. He gives you a couple ounces of cat Shadow. All right. Which I didn't anticipate would become a thing, but apparently has.
2: Plus, we're doing business with you, Mr. Drug Dealer.
1: He's on the nip! <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, so you have, Silway, so you have three ounces of cat Shadow.
2: Excellent. We'll just pack that away for later.
0: Glitterfuzz turns to Silway. Are we quite done with this guy?
2: He's kind of fun to mess with. Whoa,
1: man, it talks!
2: <laughs> I want to hear my DM use this voice for the next 30 minutes.
1: And DM won't have a voice in 30 minutes.
3: <laughs> hey, um, friend, you didn't uh, give me your, give us your name. You said you remembered it, so I thought he might as well ask. Oh, yeah, man,
1: my name's Argyle, man. Argyle Shimmerrod, man, pleased to meet you. <laughs> Don't you dig it? It's, it just rolls off the tongue, man.
3: <laughs> Let's get in the gondola. Yeah, I think it's time to go now. I think it's time to get the freak out of here. (laughs) All right, man.
1: All right, yeah, you you just pile into the gondola, Herbert and Berber do their work, and y'all just fly straight up the mountain. So you pile into the gondola. Argyle walks over to the donkeys, steps up to them, and you watch him whisper something into their ears and Herbert and Berbert begin to walk around in their circle. The cable grows taut. The gondola rises several feet off the ground and then begins its journey up the hillside. The journey upward is smooth. The gondola doesn't sway. The boards creak from time to time, but it seems maybe a little bit more sturdy than you feared. The ride doesn't take very long. The forest, which you thought may be just a small forest, turns out to be enormous. The trees are sequoia, redwoods, looming hundreds of feet above your head, and the gondola slips effortlessly between them. You see a town, and you see on the opposite side, another town, almost a mirror of the first. But this town is engulfed in shadow. Its buildings are almost translucent. Silway, you've seen this before, in the shadow realm.
2: Oh, oh, no.
1: Shoot. Oh, shoot. <laughs> so
2: it looks like this, the city is in the Shadow Realm, the way the way all cities look in there. Or... Yes.
1: Yes.
3: As if it is there, but not there. I swear to God, if Dan shows up, I'm going to bring him.
0: <laughs> Honest to God, I <laughs> thought that's who was running the gondola.
3: <laughs> yeah, for a second until it started sounding southern. <laughs> Twist!
1: The gondola descends, and as you descend into the town the town of Tylo, you notice that it, it appears to be decorated as if for a festival. There are lanterns hung from every building, and also from building to building, on wires. There is a banner, almost they cross the entrance to the town, where the gondola ends, saying, Welcome to the Festival of the Twins. Welcome to the Festival of a Thousand Lights. Ahead of you, you see townsfolk milling around, milling about going about their lives, trying to at any rate, despite the shadow looming about halfway across the lake.
2: What the hell is going on with this place? Why is it half in the Shadow Realm?
3: Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I don't have any sort of uh, knowledge or uh, understanding of what's going on here. It just looks a little uh, dark and dank over there, you know? Have any of you ever been to the Shadow Realm before? Yeah, no. Haven't, can't say. Try to
0: avoid it whenever possible. It's not really a place for the fairy.
1: With the exception of Mike, you don't have to, but um, everyone else, give me a history check.
5: Sixteen. Seventeen.
3: <laughs> Two.
1: Zebedine and Sigmund, both of you have heard of the Shadow Realm. Uh, you have read stories or histories of this parallel plane that almost mirrors the prime material plane. You know, there's been fiction stories written about people who have gotten trapped in the Shadow Realm ghost stories and the like you've read maybe some history so you're aware of the Shadow Realm but no, neither of you have actually been there and of course um, Glitterfuzz, you know about the Shadow Realm intimately and you know that there is always tension between the Fae and the Desians of the Shadow Realm
2: Alright, I'm not sure I signed up for an, an adventure in the Shadow Realm. But if Trevor's here, we, that should be our first call. We should find and see if anyone has come into town lately. An envoy from Sanctuary.
3: Yeah, I, I, uh, I got a question. Uh, is someone who, uh, doesn't know, uh, anything about the Shadow Realm? Could, uh, somebody, uh, you know, uh, help a monk out? And let me know, uh, what it is? Because I'm a little, uh confused and a uh, wolf scared gotta say
0: you're right to be afraid your shadow realm is a terrible place have you ever seen stranger things and i'll just <laughs> go ahead and stop and let this tiefling take care of it since apparently he feels like he knows more about the shadow realm than i do
2: well i've been in there once it's actually kind of fascinating
3: well do people turn into things there
2: well, like shadow versions of themselves, sure.
3: What's the worst version you've seen? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what is the
1: worst version you've seen?
2: I once saw a terrifying vision of one of my companions inside the shadow realm. He was like a man with holes in him. Like his head would just disappear. Oh, man. But then sometimes you get adorable things like rainbow raccoon nips.
3: A rainbow raccoon, you don't say. Wow.
5: Yes, I think I read about this in my in my extensive studies. I don't want to go there, to be honest with you, but uh, if you want me to, uh, Silway, I will do it for you.
2: I'm not sure if we are going in here or not. As tempting as it is, we probably should figure out what is happening first.
3: Yeah, I guess we should uh, find your friend. eh? Uh, your Your friend or your family or your friend boyfriend whatever i don't definitely know definitely a f-
2: friend
3: a friend okay who is a boy so he's a boyfriend eh well don't you know a
2: boy and friend
3: it's a boy hyphen friend i got gotcha. you there you
2: go there you go boy hyphen
3: all right i'll forget the hyphen sometimes so i'll just call him your boyfriend
2: uh, <laughs> just <laughs> not when he can hear you that'd be great
3: well i guess we should go and Go fetch him, you know.
2: Alright. The mayor. We should find the mayor first. That's where the envoy would go,
4: right? I think that would be prudent. The mayor will know what
2: is going on in
1: this town.
2: Well, if I know anything about the ruling class of cities, they will be in the biggest building
1: Unlike many of the cities you've been in, there doesn't seem to be a lot of very large buildings. It's mostly little cottages and bungalows. Uh it's very tranquil. Um, there are a couple uh, bigger buildings that you see. There is a stable, which is one of the larger structures. There is a um, a tavern. On the sign is a picture of a female deer. And the sign says, You betcha, sundries and such. And U is written E-W-E.
3: Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they're they're also a little um, confused in this town. And you see at the end of the street is a two-story building. And it has um, a wraparound porch. And there is a woman sitting in a rocking chair uh, on the porch. But this building seems to be as if all the town is kind of built leading towards it. Or as if the town is emanating from it.
2: Excuse me, ma'am? Did you notice that half your town is found in the shadow?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I did notice that. Like, it's pretty obvious if you look at it.
2: So what are you all doing about that?
1: Oh, oh, you are like, oh, right. You're like outsiders. I'm sorry, like the the festival is canceled. I'm sorry, the guy out front should have told you.
2: He tried, but he was too high.
1: Oh, it's Argyle, yeah. He's, he's like my dad's friend. So,
2: where is everybody then?
1: I don't know. They're, like, living their lives. What business of it is yours? I mean...
2: Um, who's in charge around here?
1: Oh, yeah, that would be me. I'm, like, Mayor, like, Tiffany Donnerston, uh, the 4th, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm pleased to meet you. Like, I don't want to be mayor, but like, it's kind of like the family thing. But like, what can I do for you?
2: Do you have a cousin named Bex by any chance? No. (laughs) Okay, just checking. I
1: have a cousin named Sydney. And then I have one named Jennifer with two Y's and another one named... Courtney, but I haven't seen her in, like, a very long time.
3: <laughs> Dude, I knew it. I'm...
2: I'm... I knew Courtney's it. not real, I people. Hi.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my name is Tiffany. <laughs> anyway.
1: Yeah, uh, so maybe we could just, like, I could, like, answer your questions, and then maybe um you guys can, like go away. I think that would be good because, you know, like, I'm almost out of spoons.
2: Question one. Has anyone else arrived in town in the past week or Uh, two?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, we sent we sent someone to the sanctuary because, like, I heard the sanctuary is doing all this, like, really good outreach stuff, and they're trying to help, like, the homeless, and they're trying to take care of people, and we figured maybe that they could help us with our problem. And, like, we sent somebody, and then this, like, guy showed up, and he he was actually kind of hot, and he had this, like, dragon thing, like...
2: When you say hot, do you mean kind of in that harmless, nerdy sort of way?
1: Like, no, he was, like, kind of badass. Like, he had this, like, dragon thing, but then he was also kind of, like, smart, because he was wearing glasses, like...
2: Could you imitate his voice for me?
1: No, I'm not really good at like (laughs) accents and stuff. Um, but yeah, like he said, he was from like Sanctuary, and then he was like, I'm here to help you. And so I'm like, Oh, thank you, like, because we totally need the help. And he's like, No problem. And I'm like, Oh my god. And he's like, what can I do for you? And I'm like, oh, you can do like so much for me. But then I realized what that sounded like. So then I was like, well, maybe we should just stick to like, you know, the town's problems and not like my personal needs. Cause like, you know, my list of needs was like so long.
2: I'd agree. Your list of needs doesn't concern me. Let's talk about Trevor in the town.
1: Uh, uh, okay. I'm sorry. So like, yeah, the town. So like a few days ago, like we were, um, we're getting ready for the Festival of a Thousand Nights. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's, like, world famous. It was, like, the, the procession to to reenact the twins coming upon the town, being guided by, like, you know, the fae folk. You've heard this story, like, a million times, I'm sure. And so, sure. like, but as we got to, like, the river, all of a sudden, like, this... Darkness, like, just came out of nowhere and, like, swallowed up, like, the other town. And then I was like, oh my God, it's like, I, I was having a panic attack and, and, and I started to hyperventilate. And then, like, I, I thought, you know, like, it was like, it was like the same thing when, like, all the stars, like, changed and, like, the, 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 the moon and the sun changed places and, like, the, the day and the night switched. And it was like, oh my God, I was like, I can't deal with this right now. And, And, like, the other town seemed to be like, kind of gone. And then, like, people tried to go to it. And when they came back, like, not all of them came back. And they were kind of changed. And, like, those that didn't come back just sort of wandered away. And so, like, we're not sure what to do.
2: All right, so slow down for a second. When the sun changed directions, that's when the shadow city appeared?
1: Yeah, like n- not like right then, like maybe it was like uh, like a few weeks later. Oh, like it was sort of like it wasn't like right away, but like it happened shortly thereafter so at the beginning of the festival, which I guess was probably like when was that? Uh like a week ago.
2: And the city was like full of people when the shadow appeared.
1: Well, yeah, cuz everyone was here for the festival, like
2: uh, have they duh. have you seen them since?
1: Well, like some of them, I mean, like this side, like the people are here, but like the other side of the lake, no, they're like gone.
2: They're gone.
1: Yeah, like I don't know, like they're just they like wandered away, or like I don't know, maybe they turned into frogs. That's like happens in stories. That like, and then finally she notices glitter first standing there, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my, oh my God, you've got, oh my God, you've got like one of the fae folk." Can I touch your
2: wings?
0: No.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have asked. That was so rude of me. And so impersonal. And I'm so sorry. But, like... Oh, my God.
4: I have a pertinent question. Yeah? Is everybody on this town on Cat Shadow?
1: <laughs> no. Like, that's just, like, Argyle. That's, like, his thing. Totally not. Like, that's... Ew. Why would you even suggest that?
3: Uh, right. Could you just uh, point us in the direction of where uh, the man went?
1: Oh, yeah. He, like, went off across the lake and he went into the shadow. And that was, like, a week ago, so, like, he hasn't come back, so...
3: He went
2: into the shadow?
1: Yeah. It was, like, really hard.
2: Well, ooh. Uh Was anybody with him? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. He went in by himself. It was, like, it was so, like, he, like, Strutted and he turned around and he looked back at everybody and he said something cool like, "I'll see you and like don't worry, I've got this," and like then he walked into the shadow and it was like swallowed up and it was like, I'm like oh my god, like that's a man. Huh. I'm sorry, where was I? I was like totally on my own. That he's
4: a little badass, I must admit.
2: All right, well, we need to go find this man. And you need to get over him because he's taken. Um, we... <laughs> <laughs> where, where did he go exactly?
3: I knew it. I knew it the whole time. He's a
2: friend.
1: He went like uh, around, like it was like around the lake. There's like a path around the lake. It's like the promenade. And then he like walked through there. And then like I watched him for a while because like, honey, like, you know. Uh-huh. it's fun to watch yeah like, yeah move, moving on, yeah, so, uh-huh. so, like he he totally like he just eventually he just like vanished like smoke, just like
3: all right, and um, hate to cut our time short, but um, I think we're gonna go, so uh, Tiffany, it's been uh wonderful to meet you and uh uh, but you'll bet you have a good day, all right, <laughs>
1: yeah, okay, all right, like bye. I have one
4: final question.
3: Oh my god, (laughs) no.
4: Would there be any kind of reward if we were to fix this problem for
1: you? Oh yeah, I could totally come up with a reward. Like, have you, like, do you want to hear about our timeshare opportunities?
3: I, uh, think I'd rather die, you know?
5: Could it be money?
1: (laughs) Do, Do they involve cash? oh yeah i could probably do that too but like seriously i would look into the timeshares they're like really popular um but yeah like yeah i could come up with something i'm sure if you can fix this i mean it's the hit is just like it's crippling our economy right now i mean also the people but mostly the economy
2: gotta watch out for that economy okay we're gonna go save your town now
3: you bet ya.
5: Glorious leader, uh, if you will permit me, I have an idea. What is your idea, Sigmund? You see this raven here, Christ. He is he is an excellent searcher, uh, and I have taught him in the ways of messaging, if that's what, is what you call it. Uh, what if I took a little note, I wrote a little note, and uh, I sent it over... To the Shadowland, and uh, the raven and had it in his little leg, and maybe we could send a message over. Rather than going in, because I will be honest with you, I'm a little terrified.
3: You would sacrifice your bird? It seems a little rough.
5: Listen, uh, the bird, he does me wrong many, many times. <laughs> he pecks me at night. He pecks me at night, and uh, I have a bald spot on my head now. Because of all the scars <laughs> that he gave me, so I would do anything to get rid of this bird. Ah! I, I love that he hates this companion bird. He, the bird just the bird just came to me one night. I didn't even want him. He just his talons are in my shoulder right now. Like he doesn't leave me. I I please. I will do anything.
2: Alright, we said in the bird. What should this message say?
5: I mean, you are the leader. It's the darkest version of Ratatouille
2: ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, as the leader, I'm inclined... I say we we'll go into the Shadow Realm. I don't know what you're all so scared of. But we can send in another raven to scout first.
3: Or to die first, I
2: think. <laughs> that works. I've heard coal miners do that. We could do it too. So okay. we... We aren't sending the bird? I say we send sending the bird ahead of us. And we keep a close eye on it to see if it... You know, gets attacked or falls over and dies
5: okay okay thank you this this will be a good test and will relieve me a lot of pain (laughs) before we do that though captain
4: i think you have been withholding some information from us what did you mean you clearly have been in the shadow realm before i have been once and you were not there alone you say i was with my companions what were their names
2: oh it's been so long (laughs)
3: <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> How dare you!
1: <laughs> They're not important. This is about me.
3: <laughs> this is my one-off. This is mine. <laughs> Fuck them, kids.
2: <laughs> well, there was me. I was I was definitely leading the party, and there was uh, my faithful um, bodyguard. His name was Rotan. Our pet cat, named Mist on the River. God, I hate you. <laughs> 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 and my good friend, Winley, who turned Aww. out to be a raccoon imp, I guess. Cute. And, and Desmond, who is like our, our group dad. Aww. And what happened to them? Oh, they, they, we all entered the Shadow Realm, and then we came out, and we destroyed an ancient evil, and lived happily ever after.
5: This is, this is giving me a vote of confidence now.
2: See? Yeah. Yes, it is possible to another realm and come back out and be fine. Yeah. Oh, and we might have been surrounded by thousands of evil spirits that we barely held off with a single daylight spell. You know, that's the sort of thing that you lead with. That really is. You know, the more I describe this, the more I think we shouldn't go in. Look, uh, Glitterfuzz, you, you said you seem to have a lot of knowledge of this place as well. Have you been to the Shadow Realm?
0: The Shadow Realm is not a place for fairies to travel. Once I pursued a border incursion back into the Shadow Realm, I did not go far, and I did not enjoy it. I do not seek to return, but I will follow your orders.
2: But you did go in and return safely.
0: Well, I suppose, but I am a fairy.
2: All right. Well, here's what it comes down to: we came here to find Trevor. Trevor went to the Shadow Realm. We're going after Trevor.
3: Whatever you say, boss. Whatever you say, we're with you.
5: As long as I am paid substantially well, I shall do it. I'm paying you. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> I mean, for your approval and your honor, I will also do it. Sure, you'll,
2: we'll we'll all get paid at the end of this.
5: And you're gonna give me some of that uh, that night that 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 good good.
2: Yes, I will pay you with drugs. Yes. <laughs> I will this pay is a you a great drugs. combination, I
5: gotta say. <laughs> then I'll do it for you. And the drugs.
1: Okay, so what are you all going to do? Follow So away.
2: I say we march down to the place that the mayor pointed us at, is like where Trevor went.
1: Okay. The day is ending. You see people. The town seems to be a little bit more busy as people are crossing to and fro Um, you see them piling into the tavern and you hear noise and a little bit of music beginning to drift out the ground in front of you slopes down towards the lake and surrounding the lake is this nice wooden promenade with lanterns every 10 or 20 feet strung on a line surrounding the lake Opposite the water on the lake is a series of benches. You see each one is bears a brass or bronze plaque with a name on them saying donated by such-and-such. And, such. and you make your way along the promenade and you get closer and closer to this wall of shadow ahead of you. The shadow seems to rise infinitely skyward and to your left and to your right as far as you can see. It's not opaque. It's not a wall of darkness. You can very much see the promenade continue on the other side. It's just dark. As you look into it, the farther things are from the edge, they seem to be less and less opaque. And sh- they seem to be more and more shadowy.
2: All right, send it the bird. Goodbye!
1: <laughs> are, are, are you going to tie a message to it? Or just <laughs> oh, shoot. It? Uh, Hold on.
5: Hold on. He goes to catch it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, stay. Okay, back on the arm. Oh, thank you. Uh, now I know. I know you're sad, but this is this is for your own good, and this is for us. Okay, so uh, let's get that note. Uh, I'll write it. Um, to whom it may concern, would you uh, please speak to us? We are a group of travelers. Uh, you can identify us by the weird fairy. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and, and Sigmund says, uh, now shoo, shoo, shoo. And he's like, eh! <laughs> And he's like, he doesn't want to go. But Sigmund's like, come on, do it, do it, you can do it. And then he slowly walks away and turns his back and the raven looks behind, looking for him, but he doesn't look there. So the raven rises,
1: eventually rises into the air, and rises upwards towards the shadow wall. And right before it gets there, it swoops backwards in a long and graceful arc, and comes swooping down towards you, and then momentarily lands on your head, rips out two tufts of hair, (laughs) takes off again it zooms into the shadow.
5: <laughs> you bastard!
4: <laughs> my beautiful locks! Uh, Zebedine comes up behind you and, and puts a hand on your shoulder.
5: This is how we the nobles in my country. And now it's all for naught.
4: Sigmund, it's gonna be okay. You are not gonna see that bird ever again. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
5: um... Let's talk about something else now. <laughs> I, 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 um, I'm
2: terrified. <laughs> so are we just walking in or are we doing the ritual? So wait, <laughs>
1: as you stand here on the border between this light and shadow, it seems different than the Shadow Realm. Like, it doesn't seem... Whereas the Shadow Realm seemed oppressive like it was kind of pushing in on you in the darkness this doesn't feel the same as it did back when you were there you also don't feel the same pull that you did when you were in the shadow realm
2: am I noticing these things despite not being in the, in the shadow yet
1: yeah even on the border like in your, you're kind of watching it has a different feel
2: the shadow realm is not just shadows like the sun is being blocked it's a whole different world like it feels different I'm going in. And she charges forward and like sticks her head in the in the shadow.
1: Okay, you stick your head in the shadow and it feels slightly cooler. Like it feels like you're just, you've are just you just walked into the shade.
2: She pulled it back out.
1: You pull it back out and it's fine. And the rest of you see her do this. And when you see her do this, it looks like she's just, again, sticking her head in from a lit place to an unlit place.
2: I'm detecting magic again. Does it seem like a portal-ish kind of magic or does it just seem like lack of light
1: i don't know if you could determine that you definitely get magic like all this whole thing glows of magic but it doesn't feel like a portal like you don't feel like you've been teleported or transported anywhere by entering it in any way
2: Zoe pulls her head back out and looks at her companions Something's not right. I'm not convinced this is the actual Shadow Realm.
3: Maybe it's, uh, you know, because didn't she say the sun and the moon, you know, sort of like switch places or something? It's like it's night over there and it's day over here.
2: But only in the city. That could be just like a permanent night.
5: Oh.
3: Hey, no (laughs) sunburns.
2: All right, I'm going in. And she steps all the way through the, the shadow wall.
1: Do you like take a step and stop?
2: Um just a full step all the way in and then stops on the other side. Alright, yeah. you
1: take a full step all the way in and stop. And the rest of you watch her do this. And there's no change. You don't Silway, transform into anything else. You're just simply standing in shadow.
2: She steps back out again. Alright, it's definitely not the shadow rattle. I looked like myself in there. Then I was
5: my prior trepidations about entry. <laughs> Sigmund uh charges in. And uh follow Silway. does Sigmund charge him
1: with a battle cry, or does he just
5: Yes, uh, he screams for Hoth. <laughs> okay,
1: he, you see Sigmund charge into the shadow, and as he does so, which is also different, Silway from the shadow realm, you hear his echoing yell as he gets further and further away.
2: All right, I'm sure he'll be fine. Who's next <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, (laughs) Zebedine taps out his pipe and puts it in his coat and then he pulls out his other crossbow and he says, well, living's gonna kill me one day. And (laughs) he steps through. So
3: badass. (laughs) Well, guess it's time to be a follower. Just walks in.
0: Glitterfuzz will follow Silway and and take up a sort of bodyguard position. Which for him basically means fluttering just above her shoulder, but...
1: Still. So,
2: glitter, this feels different, right? This does not feel like the Shadow Realm, does it?
1: This does not. It doesn't look different, except it's just darker. Though you notice that the farther and farther you get from the edge of the shadow, it grows darker still. And the buildings up ahead seem not altogether there, as if you can kind of see through the walls a little bit, as if they're slightly translucent. But you'll have to get closer to discern anything further.
2: I'm going to go touch a wall.
1: Okay, you go up to the wall, and you touch it, and it feels solid.
2: Does my hand look solid?
1: Your hand does look solid. It's just the building itself looks a bit like shadow. This definitely does feel familiar.
5: Okay,
2: it's starting to get more shadow, around me. What is this place? It's like half shadow around half not.
1: So do you keep walking into the town?
2: Um so if, if so so he's leading so she will, she will walk towards the town
1: so you're walking into the town and you notice as you enter the town that it is, it is an exact mirror of the city opposite the, on the other side of the lake every building is the same and every decoration's the same except just shadowy darker as if the kind of color and life has been removed from it You see, hanging next to an empty stage, a torn sign saying, One Week Only, Midnight Theater. Oh, no. no. Leaves rustle across the ground, blown by a breeze, which is kicked up out of nowhere. You see, in the center of town, next to the town square, sprawled on the ground, the body of a man. Standing over the body are two small bearded creatures. They almost look like gnomes, except they're grizzled, haggard, with dark gray eyes and pointed teeth. Each of them wears a faded red cap.
5: Evil gnomes.
1: Glitter fuzz. Yep. You've seen these kind before.
0: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> redcaps.
1: And they seem to be fighting. They, you see them pushing each other and squawking back and forth at one another.
0: Let them fight.
2: What are those?
1: None of you can understand what they're saying. Except for Glitterfuzz.
2: What are those things?
0: They're redcaps. Don't let them see you.
2: What is a red cap? Horrible
0: little critter that'll lead you astray, kill you, and soak its hat in your blood. It keeps its hat red. Whatever loses the color in its hat, it dies. Or, you know, if you just kill it, it dies. Should we just kill it? Looks like they might take care of
2: some of that for for us. Hmm, That sounds better. If we just lead them to fight, will one of
5: them eventually win and kill the other?
1: Well, right now they're just pushing one another. It's
5: possible. Glitter, Uh, what are they saying? What are they saying?
1: Mind. It's mine! Mine! No, it's mine! I saw him first! Mine!
0: They're fighting over the body.
2: I think I'd want that body. I don't want them to have it.
0: Well, if that's your order, Captain, then that's what we do. And he takes his axe from his back.
2: Okay,
1: they have not seen you yet, so if you are going to attack, you will get one round of surprise.
2: Alright, take him out. I rage...
0: I, run at, I rush at them, and I rage.
1: Okay, roll for initiative first. Let's see who...
2: Sure. Silly so is bug-eyed, like, oh, dear God, I've never seen a fairy rage before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> natural 20, so as I was saying, <laughs> <laughs> 2. <laughs> 21 for 12. me.
3: 12. Oh, shit. I rolled a 24. Wow,
1: but is it is it natural or no? Uh, no. So still our fairy first. All right, glitter fuzz.
0: Sweet. So raging... And because I am a wild magic barbarian, when I rage, I roll to trigger an effect. Um, two. Oh! I teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space that I can see. Until I, until my rage ends, I can use this effect again on each of my turns as a bonus action. So rather than run in, I'm just going to teleport right between them. Alright, that's, that's even more badass. And... And attack with the big ol' axe Uh, 16 That will hit And I'll, I'll do, I wanna do one into each Like, hit one, uh, red cap And then come around and hit the other one uh, Okay You know, on the backswing So that first red cap takes Seven slashing damage with the great axe Okay And then as I come back around Uh, that's a 24 to hit
1: That will definitely hit
0: and, oh yeah! Max damage, 18. Oof. So, the first, the kind of the backswing is maybe a little bit light, and I clonk the red cap sort of at the flat of the blade, but that just lets me wind up for the second one and uh, get a good piece of him.
1: Okay, and so the one that you clip, who doesn't get hit that part, he t- like kind of looks at, you hit him and he's bleeding, and he looks at you and he just says, Mine! And Dookie, it is your turn.
3: All right, now I guess this is the time for me to be a fighter, not a lover, and I am trained in the martial arts. So Dookie comes uh, running (laughs) and sort of goes about her, I'm so sorry, his attack uh, similar to... Glitter fuzz. I he also gets two attacks per action, so this is just an unarmed strike, but it's going to do some, like his kind of martial arts sort of thing, and try and kick the first one to the to the right, like straight in the face. Okay. And that is a twenty-one to hit. That will hit. And then that will be four bludgeoning damage to him. Uh, so then I'm essentially going to go and. And do the same thing to the other one. Uh, that is a twenty-two to hit.
1: That will hit as well.
3: It's gonna be also four damage.
1: Okay, so Dookie runs in and does a couple of kung fu kicks to the face of these little creatures. Are not really dramatic because they're very short to Dookie, so it's more like punting them. And that brings us to Zeb.
4: So so Zeb Mutterstoom watches this initial combat unfold and and he mutters to himself get their power from the caps that they wear right eh? then I'd like to cast prestidigitation on the cap uh, on, on one of the caps that they're wearing to do so press the digitation lets me instantaneously clean an object known larger than one cubic foot nice <laughs> I'm just gonna end this
0: fight right here
4: well, well I I <laughs> I mean I guess it depends on what what red cap variant is being used
0: fair but like this is a, I, I, I think this is a great ploy but
4: th- this is this is very Zeb this is not Roton this is very Zeb <laughs> I can see some ambi- quite a bit of ambiguity as to what effect this would
1: have.
2: You've stumped our DM.
1: No, I'm reading. I'm actually reading the... Um, it's a tough thing, because it says here that it's only, like, they have to kill once every three days. It doesn't say anything about...
0: I mean, that's that's the mythology behind them. Yeah. So, you know, but their caps give them power, or is it just like a
2: symbol of their evilness?
1: No, they kind of give some power. It's It's like when they're says here, when the red cap is born, that its hat is coated with wet blood, and it knows that if the blood isn't replenished at least once every three days, the red cap vanishes as if it has
2: never been.
0: Whoa. Okay. Huh. That give, makes me have questions.
2: As if it had never been.
0: Huh. That, cause, so if the red cap killed somebody, but they vanish as if they've never been, do those people come back to life? Oh, Presumably, if the red cap never was, then those people would not have died. Here
2: go.
1: Uh, no. I think it just poofs out of existence. I yeah, think that... you're getting way too existential about it. That's a very um,
4: slippery slope there. What if we
2: travel back in time?
1: But I
0: mean, they specifically had to write as if it had never Th- this been. This is true. This as is opposed very
1: to, true. It blinks out it, of existence. Full this stop. This is true. This is true. We
4: we kill this red cap, and suddenly we're in the darkest timeline. <laughs>
1: Okay, um, you know what, rule of cool, I'm gonna say, um, give me a spell attack. Okay. Just a spell attack. Yeah, like, whatever you're like, a, a spell attack. If you succeed, we'll say it works.
4: <laughs> of course. I rolled a one.
1: <laughs> oh. Ugh, too All bad. All right, you cast the spell. The hat seems to, sort of the years of grime- and grit and funk that had built up on the hat seem cleansed from it. But it still maintains that dim color. And it doesn't seem to affect the red cap, who still growls and laughs with a murderous glint in its eye. Ah, Never
5: felt good at that spell
1: anyway. Okay, that brings us to Sigmund.
5: So where are the red caps right now?
1: The red caps are basically about 30 feet away in front of a body, glitter fur and Duki are kind of in the middle of them. Glitter fuzz. Glitter fuzz. Sorry. Glitter
3: fur.
0: <laughs> Gluzz. We don't like the glitter first.
5: They're weird. <laughs> Sigmund takes his spear, aims at one of the red caps, and charges about ten feet before hurling it at them.
1: All right, roll to see if he hit. Sixteen. That will hit. Perfect. Okay, roll damage.
5: Eight. Uh, Plus one, so nine.
1: Alright, you hurl your spear and you impale this red cap, which only seems to make him more angry.
5: I. I, Sigmund goes, oh shit.
1: (laughs) Alright, Silway, are you gonna enter this fray?
5: These
2: things don't look so tough, and she just, like, walks casually up to where the fray is happening with her dagger of the night drawn. And slashes at the, f- the neck of the first thing that she comes across, the first one that she okay. encounters, left to right. If um, everyone's not impaled,
1: okay, that's the left.
2: Twenty-seven to hit.
1: That that will hit. Twenty-one damage. Ooh, almost killed it. Uh, not quite. Offhand attack. All right, that one. Well, now we're gonna kill it.
2: Nine plus nine.
1: Okay, that hits. Alright, tell me what it looks like.
2: So she she walks up just like casually, like, ugh, oh, this thing. And as she gets close to it, it's yarbling at somebody, probably, and just slashes at its neck and it falls over and it's like still twitching on the ground, like not quite dead. She's like, Oh, fine, hold on and pulls out the other dagger and like stabs it in the in the gut. Okay,
1: so Silway, badassly, calmly walks forward, takes this obsidian dagger from her belt slashes at one of them which causes it to fall and as she said it sits there twitching and she pulls a second dagger looks at the dagger and then just flicks it down towards the ground it tumbles twice and pierces the red cap right between the eyes
2: and she looks at the other one like you're next
1: but before Silway can do that it is Glitterfuzz's attack oh no it's actually it's attacks because they're going to get an attack it's going to go after Silway. What did I do? I'd say it kill its friend, but these things are solitary and don't like other redcaps. Anyway, I'm <laughs> uh, still going to attack you, because the dice said so. What's your uh, armor class again? Sixteen. Silway, it hits you three times with a wicked-looking sickle.
2: Ow, ow, ow. Ah, you little shit.
1: Silway, it hits you three times... For 32 points of damage. Oh, God. And I need you to make a dexterity saving throw.
2: Silly might have been a bit overconfident in her ability to slaughter (laughs) these things.
1: (laughs) Well, you slaughtered one of them.
2: Uh, I. 12 dexterity save. Alright,
1: not only are you slashed three times for 32 points of damage, but you are knocked prone. Oh,
2: you knocked Silly off her feet?
1: All right, now now it's Glitterfuzz's attack.
0: Somebody kill these things! Captain's orders. And Is that the most
2: damage <laughs> I've ever done to Silway? Maybe. Maybe. That's, that's a pretty big number.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Glitterfuzz watches Silway drop uh, to the. See, gets sees Silway get knocked to the ground, and stares at this red cap. Grips his axe and says, "Captain's orders." And I'm going to recklessly attack, so I get both of my attacks with advantage. Uh, does an eleven hit?
1: Uh, 11 will not hit.
0: Okay, good thing I have advantage on that, because a 17? That will hit. Okay, and the second attack will be 10. Okay, so only one of these hits. But it hits for... so close. Uh, 17 damage, because I am still raging.
1: It's looking very worse for wear. As it should. You've cleaved it well. It is bleeding, and one of the arms is hanging limp at its side. But there's still a lot of fight in the little feller. And that brings us to Dookie.
3: Dookie is going to go about the same way, but Dookie's gonna take both of his attacks to this one guy. And is going to uh, aim for this guy's neck in hopes of snapping his neck okay. and taking his head off.
4: <laughs> He's gonna punch his head off. <laughs> let's be let's be gentle. He's so gentle, probably. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but you know, we have we have shit to do. Okay? So 16 to hit. That will hit. And that's going to be 6 damage. Okay. Uh then we're going to do it again. He's wobbling on his feet. Where that. Second one is 22 to hit.
1: That will hit and that will kill him. Tell me what this looks like.
3: Dookie says, "You know, I'm going to I'm going to take this big one for the team." I read if you go for the neck, it's out. So Dookie, like, like, forcefully runs, like, kind of shakes the earth a bit, like it feels like it, like, just really heavy, like, heavy feet, you know, and just goes straight for the neck and then does a sort of flip in the air and then neck again, and then you can see the neck break and then go just back and kind of hang, like, nearly, you know, like, nearly headless neck, but, like... You know, it's just that sliver of head is just hanging there, you know.
1: And the red cap falls to the ground in a rather gruesome pile of limbs. On either side of you, Silway, are two dead, terrifying gnomes.
2: So she gradually or slowly gets to her feet and is like holding a a stab wound at her side. Like, oh, I need to heal a little bit. Maybe we should take a short rest. No, let's continue (laughs) pressing
0: onward We never stop
5: Uh, (laughs) I love it
0: Now don't you worry none Story's not over yet We're just taking a pause for now. I'll credit where it's due so we don't get sued. We're telling this tale using D and D Fifth Edition. All them rules and dice rolls is by Wizards of the Coast, and we ain't affiliated with them in any way. See you on down the road.